Namaste and welcome to the Buddhism Guide podcast by Yeshi Rabgay. If you'd like more of my podcasts, blogs, videos or guided meditation practices, visit my website yeshirabgay.com and if you'd like to support my work, go to patreon.com forward slash Buddhism Guide. I hope you enjoy this episode. This episode is called Cultivating Virtuous Qualities. I believe there are three qualities everyone should try to cultivate, not just for our benefit but also for the benefit of everyone we come in contact with. The three qualities I'm talking about are being humble, contented and grateful. Humility. I personally feel more at ease in the company of humble people. They don't waste time bragging about what they have, who they are or where they've been. They play down their achievements and are more attentive to others' needs. The opposite can be said for people who are proud and conceited. It's a challenge for me to spend time with someone who boasts. They're only interested in selling themselves and seem to have no interest in who you are or what you think or know. I've always found people with pride to also have the biggest egos and usually the biggest mouths to go with them. But a humble person is quiet, respectful and attentive. Which one would you rather be around? In fact, which one would you rather be? We must stay open-minded at all times. Just because we know a way to do something doesn't mean another person doesn't know a better or easier way. We shouldn't assume we know best. Humble people will continue to learn throughout their whole lives. So, what are the causes of pride? There are many, but two main causes are dualistic thinking and an inflated sense of self. When people think in a dualistic way, it can stir up pride because they start thinking, I'm good and others are not. I'm handsome and the others are ugly or I'm intelligent and they're stupid. It's this type of thinking that causes us to fixate on I am this and I am that. We start to emphasise the sense of self which leads us to become attached to who we think we are. Both of these lead to pride and conceit. Buddha stated, By being alert and attentive, he begins to let go of cravings as they arise. But whatever he begins to accomplish, he should beware of inner pride. He must avoid thinking of himself as better than another or worse, or equal, for that is all comparison, and it emphasises the self. So it's clear, 
Humility is a trait we have to work at, or we can find ourselves getting wrapped up in pride. Now the pride I'm talking about here is our overinflated sense of self. It's not the pride we have for our children, loved ones and so on. This type of pride stems from love and compassion. The overinflated sense of pride stems from our ego. So do this reflection practice whenever you get time. Look at pride and humility. Which one do you lean towards? Think back over the past few days and see what situations stirred up pride in you and which ones made you humble. Only when we become focused on these situations are we able to make changes in ourselves. Contentment. Oh, to be contented. If only we could be. But it seems human beings have a natural urge to never be contented. Or can we? We have to look at what is need and what is greed. I think we can satisfy most of our need, but we will never satisfy our greed. What we need is food, clothes, work, money and human contact. These bring us security and are things we can satisfy to some degree. What we want is latest smartphones, expensive clothes, big cars, huge houses and exotic holidays. In short, we want to not only fit in with society, we want to stand out. We have to train ourselves to know when enough is enough. If we just blindly follow our desire to want more, we will never be contented. We have to think carefully to see if we really need something or if we are just trying to buy happiness, because that's a fool's game. If we buy something to be happy, it will not last. As soon as a new version comes out or the thing breaks, we become unhappy and discontented. To try and buy happiness is like drinking salt water to quench your thirst. It will only lead to dissatisfaction. Just think, if you could buy happiness, all the wealthy people in the world would be totally contented. But they're not. They're just like the rest of us, always searching for something to make them happier. The desire to want more and more brings us anxiety, worry and stress. Whereas contentment, can bring us peace of mind and calmness. The fear of losing our happiness leads us to frantically search for more happiness. When we can't obtain the thing of our desire, we become sad and angry. Disappointment and despair set in. There are two main reasons for this type of suffering. One is our inability to be content with the present moment. The other is when we make our happiness dependent on someone or something outside of us. Our discontentment leads us to have more desires in the hope of escaping this type of suffering. 
a note of caution. We shouldn't take contentment to mean we don't have to put in an effort or better ourselves, because of course we do. We have to find our own level of contentment. And once we do, it will be better than any wealth or material belongings. As Buddha said in the Dharmapada, verse 203, contentment is the greatest wealth. So again, whenever you get time, reflect on these points and ask yourself these questions. Am I content? Do I have enough to satisfy my needs? Do I chase after happiness in material things? Do new things bring me happiness? If they do, how long does it last? So give all of these points a lot of thought when you get time to do a reflection practice. Gratitude. Gratitude means to be thankful for and to remember the help others have given us. We should also try our best to pay back any help we've received if and when the person who has helped us needs it. Buddha stated, These two people are hard to find in the world. Which two? The one who is first to do a kindness and the one who is grateful for a kindness done and feels obligated to repay it. These two people are hard to find in the world. Lately, it seems that people have very short memories where being grateful is concerned. Gratitude is a virtue we should do our best to cultivate. This is only one part of gratitude as far as Buddhism is concerned. In Pali, gratitude can be translated in different ways. One of the ways literally means that you know what someone has done for your benefit. So instead of it being an emotional thing, as gratitude is usually seen to be, for example, we say things like, I feel grateful. The literal meaning makes it more intellectual. This translation seems to involve an element of knowledge. We know what has been done for our benefit. This is an important point because it takes in the interconnectedness of everything. If we just sit down and eat our dinner without being aware of what we're eating, who planted and harvested it, who packaged and delivered it, we will not be fully grateful. Being grateful is connected with an awareness of the world around us, how it works and who is doing what to benefit us. So in a reflection practice, think about your last meal and follow the process back from your plate to the seed in the ground. Think about all the people involved in the process. It could be a fairly long list. We should be grateful to all of these people because they have benefited us by providing food that we can eat. It isn't easy to set pride aside, focus only on what we truly need, or recognise how everything is interconnected, but it's worth it to try. Allow yourself the room to learn from past ways of thinking that have kept you separated from the benefits of these essential qualities 
of humility, contentedness and gratitude. As you cultivate these virtues, you'll find you're giving a gift not only to yourself, but to the world around you. This is the end of this episode, but if you'd like to listen to more of my podcasts, go to my website, yeshirabge.com. So thank you so much for listening. And remember, the only person we can ever really know is ourselves. Bye for now.